Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. morning roxy sucksy good morning tam 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 i've got a confession yes, yes. to make i made a big what did you do? change in my life this past week you had sex with david <laughs> well not that crazy but <laughs> she's like wait 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 wait, wait, wait. not th- that's too far <laughs> i have officially embraced what? the mom jeans trend my skinny jeans what? are gone they're gone. What are, wait, 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 wait. Firstly, what are mom jeans? Because oh I actually have decided to never wear jeans again <laughs> because my hips will never. And you know what? I'm just trying to embrace that self-love and our, um, our, yes. our new guest. We can talk about how to love ourselves from the inside. But I was like looking at my hips and I was like, these are not girl. Your hips pants. are. Are you kidding? Your hips are amazing. No, I now have hips. <laughs> <laughs> You look amazing, but these mom jeans are like the antithesis of skinny jeans. So they're like baggy everywhere. It's baggy jeans. Yes. Baggy jeans. Je- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you're like, guess what? I have a confession. I'm wearing jeans with no shape. I'm like, that's not a great confession. That's like the opposite of a good confession. That's not sexy. <laughs> no, it's not sexy, but I keep getting harassed by friends that are like, you need to let those, just, you know. Who are these friends? They're not really friends, are they? They're not, <laughs> no. right? No, they <laughs> need to say know. like, you put your skinny jeans on. Yes. On, and you just buckle that up no matter what it takes. Yes, because I know you love me. Skinny jeans are not skinny jeans, right? I love you always. Like the, we saw each other because I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Surprise, Yay! surprise. And I saw you last week yes. and you even said to me as you rocked up, you were like, I was thinking of washing my hair but then I was like it's Tavin it's fine she doesn't care and what's interesting when you said that is I like started to do like a mental note of all my friends and I was like oh yeah she would care she would care she wouldn't care she wouldn't care she would care she wouldn't care and then I was like why do I have friends that would care if I wash my hair or not I love like you went through the inventory you're like I did I was like maybe that friend I was like yeah she can go she can go she can go do you ever feel judged by like mothers in general, even yes. though they're your friends? Yes, I do right. actually. Now it's funny you say that because I do, because it's like, you're right. There are certain friends that you feel like more relaxed with that you can mm-hmm. be like really who you are. But then mm-hmm. there's like other friends that you think are your friends, but they're like, you still kind of feel like there's like some sort of an air that's being put on a little right, bit. Right. So it's a little tricky, but I definitely like, yes, there's a definite separation between like, yeah. 
that you know group of friends and then this group. and then why are we even friends with people where we feel we have to be judged in a way oh, you know what i mean like I and i know we are i have them too i have like some of my closest friends where i feel like they're super judgy mm-hmm. um and it makes me feel like i'm always on my toes but then i also love them for other reasons too and our next guest we can introduce and talk about like you know friendship groups how to find our true self how to find our own like love for ourselves. So maybe we're not choosing those types of friends, you know, that do judge us, or maybe we're judging ourselves. Maybe they actually aren't judging us. Maybe it's just, we feel different when we're around them and we feel bad about ourselves. And maybe that's something we can work on. Yes. So it's like the perfect time to have Sheree Healy on because yes, she is such a badass. She is okay. (laughs) Listen to this, like this woman, give it to me. Okay. Board certified coach. She's a women's leadership coach at Google. Ooh. I mean, she is a strategic interventionist. Wow. Um, she's 25 years working with corporate leaders. She's a perfect personal brand developer and marketing expert, relationship wow. expert, a marriage educator, and a divorce prevention expert. Well, we need her. Yes, we need Especially her. after my last fight last night, a divorce <gasps> prevention. <laughs> Come in handy. Become an Andy. This is like free therapy. So welcome, Cherie. Thank you both. It's so good to be here. So excited to have you. It's like interesting. When you came on a second ago, I was like, she radiates joy and happiness, right? And yes. you can tell when certain mm-hmm. people come into your like life or you meet on the street or wherever and through work, and you're like, wow, they radiate joy. Mm-hmm. So I think there are times that, you know, maybe Roxy can speak for herself, but like I radiate joy, but then there's times that I don't radiate joy because life is kind of, you know, moves and ups and downs. And I don't always feel good every day. Right. But what is the secret to feeling consistently happy and joyful most of the time? Because I I think I need a little, little help with that. (laughs) Woman. I love that. The question right out the gate is like my favorite conversation. (laughs) I think on my website, you'll see, I say my, like in all the lighting up of people and organizations and everything that I do, my number one strategy is pure joy. Mm -hmm. I consider it like an actual strategy for life. Mm -hmm. So the secret, it's what you started talking about today. It's, this practice of Mm self-love, ultimately knowing who you are and why you're here on the planet Mm -hmm. and being cool with that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like, if you wear the skinny jeans and maybe they don't fit that great or your body changed for all the reasons uh, that we're always struggling with our bodies as women, Mm -hmm. that your reason for being is in your awareness that you're Mm -hmm. playing kind of a bigger game than how you're feeling in your genes today. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's the both, it's the both and being human and being in this ridiculous moment that we're in right now on the planet Mm -hmm. and, and knowing how hard it is. And, and yeah, I'm not like joyful, happy every day, but you're right. It is my default because I Mm -hmm. chose it. Mm -hmm. Cause I think as a kid, I was like, in my bones aware that being alive was a big gift that Mm -hmm. being here and being a human being in this lifetime was really big deal. Mm -hmm. And I spent my whole life exploring how not to waste it, you know, how Mm -hmm. to do it right or how to make the most of it. And it was a choice because 
I grew up with like one side of my family is very pessimistic and one side mm-hmm. is very sort of joyful, sunny side, mm-hmm. quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I had to choose, like, am I going to be worst case scenario, sort of tough it up girl and like, you know, sort of set the bar low mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't be disappointed, which is what a lot of us do. Or would mm-hmm. I say, no, anything is possible. And, and I do believe that we can have the time of our lives here, even when things are hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're kind of, you know, we're going through this insane time right mm-hmm. now where we're slowly emerging out of this pandemic and lockdown and <clears throat> hopefully onto bigger and better things. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes like the physical isn't always in line with the emotional and the mental. Mm-hmm. So it's like playing catch up a little bit. So how do we come out of this like cocoon of this pandemic and like get our mojo back and like Mm -hmm. get our joy back. Like, especially at this time, what are some ways that we can do that? Oh yeah. Well, I think we should try to do this a little bit today, you know, just to do the, the, the intending for what you want this next Mm -hmm. chapter of your life. We, we took a giant pause and I, you know, choosing joy will always look at the positive that comes out of the negative. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a moment right now to say, okay, what did I learn? Like, what do I want to come out the gate doing differently? Like you said, Tamman, maybe I want to be around people who really have me feel safe and good and loved in my Mm -hmm. body, you know, where I can just be totally me. I think it's a, again, like intending and this word intention, I think we all know it you know, but I've, I've just recently even been using it way more powerfully because I think we get to place our order with the universe every day. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, the powers that be or whatever you'd call it, the universe wants to know what we want. We are the universe inside Mm -hmm. our own bodies and we have a voice. And so I'll get up and be like, I intend Mm -hmm. to have a day full of impact. I intend Mm -hmm. to change some lives today. I intend to have some pleasure. You know, I will Mm -hmm. say I, I, what I want out loud. (laughs) And I think people don't play with their powers enough. Mm -hmm. Like we can do that in this chapter. We can come out into the world again, being very gentle with ourselves. Cause I mm-hmm. think I don't know how to dress up anymore. I put on my <laughs> for you today. I'm in sweatpants from the waist <laughs> down. It's very, I know it's going to be pants. It's just like, oh God. Shoes are yeah, like out of the question. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny that you said um, that you were saying yeah, the universe inside you. And, you know, I've been grappling a lot with like the meaning of life, <laughs> really little <laughs> subjects, the meaning of life and what's the point of every, not in a pessimistic way, really, but like, what is this all about? Right. Yeah. And I'm listening to a lot of audiobooks as I've been hiking in Los Angeles. And one of them is the secret. And I read the secret a long time ago and I'm re-listening to it on audiobook because I hike for three hours And it's that idea that anything in your life you can manifest if you believe it true enough, right? And they have hundreds of people that they have interviewed who are like the top people either in business or in whatever they've done in their lives who kind of come from nothing. And they all have that same thread. And that thread is gratitude and the thread is manifestation. And what's so interesting about manifestation is I feel like unintentionally I've manifested so much in my life, the good and the bad. Mm. And, you know, I will say to myself, you know, whatever, and I just keep thinking and then it will just happen. Or if I say, oh, no, this is going to be a hard month for me. And then all of a sudden it is. Now, it feels like I'm a, like, it feels like when you hear that in a book, you feel like you're a superhero, right? But in a way, it kind of seems to make sense. Like if 
there is a universe and we're all energy and we're all, um, you know, frequency. And if you're putting a frequency that's out, that's positive, it is a really apparently intense frequency, which is like 30 times stronger than something that's negative. You're going to attract that back into your life. Um, so I've been playing a lot with manifestation and, and laws of attraction. What do you think, uh, Sheree, about that? Oh, I just, you just took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, we got to talk about frequency and energy. <laughs> that sounds voodoo woodoo, but it's not no, right. No. It's no. not. Well, and the great news is, is I was obsessed with this as a kid. I would read quantum physics and like try mm. to figure out, you know, spirituality, the meaning of life. And they're coming together finally, where science can actually prove a lot that we know about spirit and energy and the, in, the invisible world, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a, a frequency of the planet named the Schumann resonance. And they can measure that the frequency of the planet is actually increased higher than they've ever measured before, which says we're in a really powerful moment. And you're right. I, I work with everybody that I work with, either in an in individual, you know, one-on-one stuff or in companies to increase your magnetism. I think we can just talk about it in that way. Everybody understands being magnetic. And when what you're giving off is belief in possibility, That's why I call myself a possibilitarian, that you believe that anything is, and that if I just say, maybe I can, it opens up that possibility, but it also has your frequency match it, you know, in a way. And there's hacks around this. I work with people on like a success cycle that that starts with belief Mm -hmm. that would have you become magnetic and tap into your potential. But if you don't believe, you can also just sort of shortcut the beginning of that and go right into taking action. Like, let's just see, you know, make the call, write the email, say the thing you want, and let's just see. And when you take action, results are inevitable. Things change because you're taking steps. And then once you get results, the belief comes. So there's, there's a couple ways to do it, but... I think that's what we need people to play with and just get excited about that, that maybe you do have more ability to manifest than you thought. You know, that um, term that you use, the possibilitarium is so interesting to me because it sort of like leaves this like wide open space, right? Like basically anything is possible. Um, How did you come up with this term and how do we really apply that to our lives? Oh, you know, I've been listening like you, Tam, into the audiobooks, and I'm listening to Terry Trent right now and the book Awakened Woman. It's rocking my world. And she she is talking about this in a way too, this idea that our hearts have longing, you know, and that whatever breaks our heart is an indicator of what we really are here for in life. So she asks you to consider what breaks your heart, you know? And that gets at, I think something we can try with everybody today and exercise that I do to really get at what is your essence? What is the thing that is uniquely you that if not shared is lost to the world forever, you know? And that's what breaks my heart is the very fact that people wouldn't, wouldn't make it through life or that they'd have to leave this world without having known what their possible, what their possibilities are, you know? I think each one of us has so much potential and we have so much freedom. I think at the core, we have this free will. We know we're deeply free, but I don't know that everybody uses it to the, you know, full extent. And that's what breaks my heart. So I think when I was 
you know, talking to people in the beginning of my career, like I'm a life coach, you know, that brings up all kinds of questions. But if I say I'm a possibilitarian, you got it. Like I stand for whatever you want in your life and your love and your work. And I will stop at nothing to help you get that. So I think it's about having a big vision for yourself, just expanding. Like I think Tim and what you're doing right now and questioning the meaning of life, these bigger questions to take the pause, to zoom out and really think really big. I mean, what did Oprah and Maya Angelou always told us to dream bigger? Mm -hmm. And it's that. And then your lens, your aperture for life is vast. And I think the only thing that stops people from jumping into that vastness is because they don't believe it's possible. They haven't seen somebody else doing it or they don't know how to start. You know, and that's where having a coach or somebody who loves you can say, like, I believe in you. Let's just take some steps in that direction Mm -hmm. would make all the difference. Powerful. Yeah, that's a powerful. It is really hard, though, but I think people are so paralyzed by fear that that stops them. So how do we let go of that fear? You know, like, how do you get rid of that? Well, you named it because that's what, you know, when Tamman's talking about frequency, that Mm -hmm. high frequency of magnetism is love. Mm -hmm. That's the highest frequency on the planet. Fear, what they say is the cheapest seat in the house. So, but we're all wired for it because Mm -hmm. fear helps us survive, right? So Mm -hmm. I learned a long time ago that we all have two primary fears. Mm -hmm. And when I learned this, I was like in my twenties and I thought, wait a minute. I thought it was just my crazy parents (laughs) and my upbringing that had me think these two things that I would not be enough and that I won't Mm -hmm. be loved. And those are in us, in our DNA to have us obviously like perform and be pleasing, which we're so good at and do all the things that would have us feel like we matter. And my big message is you are perfect coming in. Mm -hmm. You do matter. Like your whole, you are your purpose. Mm -hmm. And then we come into life and we are told all these different things through school and structures and the culture that we're not good enough. And that Mm -hmm. just plays into this primary wiring. So I think right here, listening to this, you know, it's not your fault. Everybody has the same set of two fears and to actually work with that, to say, no, what would love do? Mm-hmm. What if I loved myself enough or I believed enough that I would feel the fear mm-hmm. and go for it anyway? You know, as yeah, they say, yeah. they say fear is just excitement without the breath. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar feeling. Mm-hmm. So if we just breathe really, and then I yeah. think hold hands with some people. I don't think we're supposed to do all this alone and to ask for help is key. Mm -hmm. You know, the three I've heard that the three worst words to utter is it's too late. (gasps) And like when someone said that to me, maybe it was my husband. I was like, when you, oh my God, like when you have no more time to do what you're meant to do. And I totally believe that you can start a business at 60 or 70 or whatever, but at some point you're at the end of your life. And at some point it is too late. And I have to tell myself this daily, like the procrastination is real, but the procrastination is linked because of fear, right? So you're afraid. So you procrastinate because you're almost don't even want to know what's on the other side of fear and what you're actually capable of. So you just keep in this cycle and then the days and the weeks and the months pass by and you haven't started the thing and you haven't called the person and you haven't started the exercise plan and you haven't written the screenplay. And it's just another month, year, decade 
that has passed that you are stuck in that same cycle. And those words resonate with me constantly where I'm like, I check myself. I stop myself on Instagram, even though it's kind of partly my job. I stop myself and I go, wait a second, remember no more time, right? Hmm. So to do the things is to do the things now and to look even that can even mean whatever it does with your family too. Like I'm watching my little girl who's two years old, she's growing up and it's just like, there's not like not a lot of time. So every time that she's frustrated or annoying the crap out of me, I'm like, wait a second, just feel this, be in this moment. It's like be in this moment because this is the moment we have and time is an illusion. There's not past, there's not, you know, before there's no after it's, this is it. This is the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are the things that I'm sort of trying to learn recently. Yeah. And you know what? We are made up of so many parts too. Mm-hmm. So really incredible shortcut to play with around the fear mm-hmm. is to tune in to like that little procrastinator or the mm-hmm. one that's so afraid that she's not good enough or that there'll be mm-hmm. failure on the other mm-hmm. side to close your eyes and actually imagine where that voice is coming from in the body. Mm-hmm. to locate it mm-hmm. and imagine that you could meet that little person. Cause this is parts mm-hmm. theory, you know, it's scientifically based, but it's quite quick when you can identify who that little voice is in you. It's usually mm-hmm. a young one. It's maybe somebody who's in our early twenties, but usually around like seven or eight years old, that's mm-hmm. still driving our bus. It's like still running our show. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that's saying, don't do it. Don't do the thing. Wait a little longer. And, and then you do, because I call that little part our protector. You know, mm-hmm. it's somebody who's there to like really keep us safe and not change the game. It always comes when you want to do something bigger or you mm-hmm. want to up level. Or a lot of people will face this coming into this new chapter. Like that little part is going to say, keep things the same. Don't rock the boat. Mm -hmm. This is dangerous for us, Mm -hmm. but there's a high self in us. There's that higher frequency, universal self, the soul, the heart, whatever you want to call it, where you like the queen and you can bring her on and have a talk with the little one and decide who's in charge of the project. Like Mm -hmm. who's doing the thing today, you Mm -hmm. know, cause that one, you have all the resources and power and fearlessness Mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. It's just, we don't realize that that, that little part of us that seems to be running the show is like, she needs an upgrade, like, like a software Mm -hmm. update, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. You know, also sort of in this trying time, many of us, you know, have our partners, right? So it's like, Mm -hmm. we were in this crazy lockdown and Tamara and I talk about this all the time on our podcast here is like, you know, it's, it's the ups and downs of the relationship too. It's like the communication, you know, breaks during Mm -hmm. these times when it's so intense and you have nowhere to go and you're in lockdown. And now that we're coming out of it, I know for me, my husband and I were currently in therapy. Thank you, Tamman, for the- That's okay. Therapy's the best. (laughs) The best, the best. (laughs) And it's really, really been helpful. And we're working on, you know, communication and, you know, tactics like that. But maybe for others who aren't in therapy or that need that sort of, you know, how to strengthen communication with their partners. Mm -hmm. How, what do you recommend for that? 
Oh God, you know, we, in the show notes, we could leave a little tool, a little handout. Cause I'm very much about the practical. Like we can talk mm-hmm. all about the meaning of life all day long, mm-hmm. but now what do I do is really important. And all these years of, I studied communications mm-hmm. when I was in school and I'm obsessed with the word and successfully connecting, right? We're here to be in relationship. That's the only way we'll ever truly know ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think we all have this sort of shared universal purpose to know love and know joy in this lifetime. And so of course the bridge to that is communication. And did any of us really learn it in school? I mean, unless you majored in it, like I did, I don't think we got the skills. So I want no one to feel bad that that's a struggle. I think it's what my grandpa told me when I was going to school is learn how to communicate because nobody knows how, and it's hard, but I've tried to simplify it infinitely so that you can always have the hard conversation and still be connected and, and safe and mm-hmm. all the good. So, so it starts with the body. It starts with like really settling in your bones. We are all in fear all the time. It's just mm-hmm. an epidemic. Mm-hmm. And so that means we're in survival mode, which means we're kind of like a little animal. We're in the amygdala, not a good place to connect from. Mm-hmm. And so to stop and ground and breathe and tune into how you feel in your body first is critical for a good conversation to happen, mm-hmm. especially a hard one when you've got to share emotions. So you slow down, you tune in, and then you can use these cards that they're like little, print them up, take them everywhere you go and say, (laughs) I'm going to use these steps with my person Mm -hmm. to have a good conversation, which is I'm going to share something with you. And I want you just to listen, to learn. So that person does not have to agree or disagree. They just supersede that because that's what causes conflict Mm -hmm. is when I go like, oh, great. Same, same. We love each other. Or if Mm -hmm. I don't agree with you, how am I married to you anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so we're just going to learn about each other and I'm going to share all of this stuff. And then at the end of my share, the person who's listening just gets to story check and say, okay, so I made up some stories that you mean this, or you mean that, that I'm not good enough, that you don't, you're not happy with me. Like we make up all kinds of stories. Mm -hmm. And then that's where we get defensive or we come from the story without checking it out. And then we're like ships in the night, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to understand each other. So the story check clears everything. And you can say, I know I want to give you the chance to clarify whether or not I'm right. And then once that story check happens, then that person who's listening, instead of trying to fix which we know we hate <laughs> or, or give advice, which also sometimes is not at all right. The person listening just says, what do you need? Because mm. we don't pay attention to our needs very well, as it turns out, men and women. And at the root of it, there's human need psychology that suggests we all have the same six human needs mm-hmm. and they're always at play. So if that person just says to you, what do you need? Then it tunes you back in again to your body and your heart. And you can clearly ask. I just need a hug. I need to tell, you know, tell me that's the worst. Um, Anything could be your need in that moment. And it changes all the time, right? We're different every day. So fascinating because, you know, I think like for me, the biggest issues in my relationship is communication, hands down. Like we're the same, we have the same values. We want the same things. We want, like we parent the same way. Our love languages are a little different, but it's it's our communication. And I said to my husband yesterday, I said, this is what it feels like is happening. I'm saying the sky is blue. And you're saying to me, 
I didn't make it red. <laughs> and I'm like, literally, that is the conversation we're having. I'm like, but the sky's blue. And you're like, I didn't make it red. What are you talking about? I'm like, but it's blue. And you're like, why are you upset at me? Because I didn't make it red. <laughs> and I'm like, those are the types of conversations we have. So when you said, and it's so right, like, okay, so you sit there and you say to them, you know, what is the story that you hear? This is what I need. And I get all that. What happens if he's doing that to me or I'm doing it to him and both of us aren't on the same page of communication? Can that mm. tactic or, or I don't know what you call it, tell it, the way you just said how we would lay out yeah. communication, does it work if just one person is doing it? Mm. Do you yeah. both have to be doing it and both mm. have to understand? Or do you think that once the, the first person keeps doing that type of communication, at some point, the second person will be into it as well because they get sort of how the com the communication goes. Actually, yeah. Tamin, that's a really good point because I have to just say, like, in a fight, rarely are you on the same page. Like, no. when it comes, right? When you come to fighting, like, it's like you, one is always more escalated. The other one's like a little yeah. bit calmer. Right? So this is And it always seems to, like, the fights I have always seem to, like, we end up having a fight about something that's so little like it's little and then it builds and it's like mm -hmm. but then you don't hear and then all of a sudden it becomes about me feeling like he doesn't care or love me or respect me and then he feels the same way and then we all of a sudden start going higher mm -hmm. and like obviously there's no screaming I mean maybe once in a while but that's not our mojo but it's like loud talking mm -hmm. and I'm like why are we so angry about the fact that my daughter didn't get picked up at three to three thirty you know what I mean mm -hmm. like the, the thing mm -hmm. in itself is very minuscule. It's very small. Mm -hmm. But then we're just is not then becomes all out bullshit about like how you don't listen and how it's this and how I don't that. It's like it becomes something bigger than it is. One thousand percent. And what's going on there is somebody's making up a story that's not getting checked. Like you don't love me. You think I'm wrong. Right, right, like right. let's think about I didn't make the sky red. If, <laughs> if that were really true, Literally. I would double click on that and go. He feels like he's not being a good provider. Yeah. Interesting. Because wow. I'm just like, it's blue. Yeah. No. And can you imagine in a fight if one person, so to answer, one person can lead, one person can set the tone. That's what practice, makes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. That's usually how it goes. He's a really and good guy. <laughs> you can hand him these cards to establish safety and, and do the communication steps that'll help. But mm -hmm. if he's not, and he's all heated or you're heated, safety is no longer there. Mm -hmm. That first part of slowing down and being in your heart, you're now up in the amygdala fighting for survival, right? right That's right. no communication can happen there. The only way that it could happen when we take that one person who's kind of leading to go, do you love me? I don't feel like you love me right now. Like something really true and vulnerable cuts right, through right, right. the true feeling that's underneath all the, you know, anger mm -hmm. and fighting to be right. I don't feel like you really love me right now. Right. Then it just levels everything. But what, in that moment, maybe you don't love them. You know what I mean? Like when you're Roxy's like, my <laughs> husband would say, I love you, but I don't know if I want to say it to him. Exactly. I'd be like, Fuck that's your you. ego. That's your ego. See, that's the hard part. It's not your heart. It's your ego. But it's yeah. so hard to take that part out. You know, when so, you're. So say though, Roxy, you could say, I feel so angry right now because I'm not feeling heard. I make it about you in that mm -hmm. moment. Like I'm feeling so small. I don't feel like I can be successfully get through to you. I'm feeling so tired. I'm feeling really frustrated. And if you can bring it back to your truth, that's first of all, unarguable. Somebody can't tell you, no, you don't. 
feel Mm -hmm. tired or no, you don't feel unlovable, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So that can create some calm and connection for a minute. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an art to say like, we're not going to do well right now. I think we need to both calm down for a sec. Mm -hmm. I want to get back to feeling connected to you. And there's all kinds of things we could talk about, like breathing together and like, you know, choosing to get back into the body, but that's, that's just okay. It's got to be okay to stop mm-hmm. and to be like, I can be happy or I can be right. You mm-hmm. know, what do I want to choose here? Calm mm-hmm. yourself and then come back and get real. And there's like so many communication tools I could share, but the, the real goal is to be able to talk about you, to be able to talk about him and to be able to talk about what that means for the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just have some structure to it so that you get to speak and be heard. He gets to speak and be heard. And then the clarity of like cleaning up stories and meanings, because yeah. mm. our brains is firing those like every second. Mm-hmm. And they're usually wrong, especially when we're fighting, you know, that so, it's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my biggest issue is when I get, so my work it's so strange this happens to me. It's probably manifestation. My work comes in clumps. Like I will get four jobs at the same time, like three other things, like everything will fall. Like every time I've got a job, I've got three. Like I've never just gotten one job, right? And then when I don't get jobs, it all comes in clumps too. Like then I don't get a job for like three months, right? I shouldn't put it out there. I'm going to get jobs all the time. Um, So what happens is I'm this Rishi, Rishi, Yogi, Yogi, like meditation because I have time to do it. Totally chill for like, uh, you know, when I'm not stressed, when I don't have that work, my husband probably feels like, oh, this is great. Like she's a great communicator and she's chill and she's like in her body, like you were saying, and she's aware of like her triggers. Then when I get stressed and when there's tons on my plate, plus I have two very small children, two and seven. I'm not aware when I get stressed that my stress turns to like nagging and my stress uh, turns to like fear that something won't get done because I don't have the time to do it myself. So then I get heightened, but I don't, I'm not aware of it. Right. So then it will devolve into a fight. That's really my doing because I'm so stressed, but how do you find, how do you like check yourself and get that awareness or is it just practice? I think you give the kids and, and your honey power to bring out the real Tamman or the best in you, or to know what to do when you get heightened, because I will tell you when my babies were little, they're 16 and 18 now, but that, oh my, yeah, it's a whole nother thing. I'm so freaked out. I have a seven-year-old who's like sassing me and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you also yeah. look like you were 10 years old when I know. you had them. I'm like, hello. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm 51, lady. Oh, what? Yeah. You look yeah. 32. That, yeah. Well, I mean, very easily, kind. You're like, I have darlings. a filter on my Zoom. <laughs> I would <laughs> say that that touch up my experience thing on Zoom is not a bad thing. He's yeah. like, do you see what but joy very makes? Mild. He's like, very do you mild. see what? Do you see what joy makes you look like? Exactly. Joy makes me 20 years younger. (laughs) My God. My mom is literally in her seventies, you guys. And she says it's because she chooses to be on the sunny side of the street, that she looks so great. Yeah. I believe it. Darling. Um, But when I was with the littles and I was doing, running my own business and it was that, you know, oh my God, right before dinner hour or Mm -hmm. like between dinner and bedtime hour, when you just like got nothing left in the tank. 
I would turn into the worst version of myself. And I was like, this is not, I can't be in charge of all the things. So I said, you guys at nighttime, when you start to see me go like, I do everything all by myself. Mm-hmm. No one helps me. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> I start to have that little edge to me that, you know, you can all sense. I want you guys to come in and say, mama, what do you need? Or bring me a magazine or, you know, come in and like, they love doing the dishes. They just climb up on the counter, but I gave them tools to say, Mm -hmm. you can bring out the best in people. You can support when it looks like somebody is running on fumes and then they don't stress and I don't stress. And they, I'd say like, I would love it if you make me laugh. When I do this, mm-hmm. if at all possible, show me something funny on TikTok <laughs> or which TikTok wasn't around back then. But you, this is my this is my point is that gave them power to not panic. And I think for men, they want the tools too. they want to know how to keep us happy and fulfilled. Like I would go to this martyr place and they'd be like, Mama, you didn't even ask us for help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I totally forgot that I could even ask. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I don't know. I always say the more you want to give, the more you need. And we're business mamas. We're like boss ladies. Mm -hmm. And the more you want to give, the more you need means you got to stop and, and take care when you're starting to feel heightened. That means you're going into fear. I feel like I need more emotional care. Like my husband does so much of the housework and all that. And he's got his own job. Like he just is better at that sort of thing. And I always has been, I think it's more the emotional thing. Like I think I, I, when I'm really heightened and starting to get aggressive, it's not because I'm a BITCH. It's because I'm just so stressed and overwhelmed. And I just, I, what I need is someone to go like, Hey, I know you're stressed and I love you. And just give me a hug rather than go, why are you being aggressive? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I think, it's yeah. really emotional. They don't know what to do with you. They want to fix the problem. So tell mm-hmm. them, say, yeah. whenever you see me get this way, know that I'm scared or that I'm, um, I need, I need tenderness. I need, I need some super soft loving. Like I'm in, we're working with a business partner right now where I think we just started to find that we've been going hard and fast and not checking mm-hmm. in. And I had to say to him, I need words. I need you to tell oh, me yeah. I'm doing okay. Or like, how did you feel about that course we just taught? Like, I need you to tell me because mm-hmm. if I don't, I go into making up all the stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. Um, we talk a lot about our kids on this uh, podcast as well. And as Tam- Tamman mentioned, she has two, two and seven and mine is going to be turning seven in July. Um, but because, you know, they're young and so they're still, you know, we're still parenting them, you know, quite a bit hands-on. Um, how do we instill a, that sense of joy, that, you know, true mm-hmm. joy from within into them? And they're all, they all happen to be female too. So it's like they're young girls sort of coming up mm-hmm. as well. So how do we instill that in them? Oh, what a great question, Roxy. Uh, okay. So I gave myself a title when I mm. was first started having the babies that I was going to be the chief dandelion blower in the house <laughs> that I was like, I am very joyful. Yeah. <laughs> I am here to rock these kids world while they are under my house as best as mm. I can. Not like, you know, I mean, there were definitely times where my bar for myself was way too high, but yeah. I just wanted to have fun with them. Mm-hmm. It's such a special time. And I thought, um, in this job, trying to change people's lives and do all that. But also I'm doing this job so that I don't have to report to somebody and I have the freedom to like instill them with that joy. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to, 
Oh man, I just have a client who literally it's her purpose to mm-hmm. bring magic and wonder to children mm-hmm. for a better mm-hmm. world. So I think it comes back to what we started about is the intention to how do you make the mundane special? Mm-hmm. How do you make ritual so mm-hmm. that, you know, like I, we go out and cut flowers together. Or we light the candles together. Like I'm just looking around my environment, you know, that we did dance parties all the time that mm-hmm. I was tuned into what made them happy and tried to blow on that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's asking them, you know, what, what would bring you joy today? If even it was just a quality moment that you had once a day, even mm-hmm. where there was something really like a memory made a little something special. It's, mm-hmm. and it's just pointing it out. Like we go to Lake Tahoe every year throughout the year and we get up mm-hmm. there and I wait for this one moment to roll all the windows down to be like, <laughs> can you smell that air? You know, <laughs> always smell it. And they're like, mom, you know, they're not always there with me, but I think the more you embody it, <laughs> then they get it by default. You know, oh, they're yeah. so annoyed that I wake up like this. And they're not in the morning, but I always tell them like someday, you know, when you're a parent, you'll You'll remember it. it. Like, this is what we do. (laughs) Do you think that, you know, I've really been thinking about the idea of stuff and how I feel like stuff is kind of weighing us down. We got rid of everything, sold everything in October and got in a car in October because of COVID. Our kids were remote schooled and we've been on the road ever since. And I was just so shocked that, I mean, we put, we have two and a half storage units um, and we still got rid of, we probably could have had four and we got rid of one and a half of them. And um, I just realized how little things we needed. And also when you buy the thing that you think gives you happiness, it lasts for a day or even less And then it just becomes a thing and it doesn't bring you any happiness. And the idea of like drowning in all our stuff that we think means so much and we work in jobs and we try to make money to buy stuff that we don't even need or even makes us happy to impress the people that we don't even like or judge us. And it's like, it's this weird cycle about like stuff and making us happy. And do you believe having less things makes us spark more joy? Oh, I always say simplicity is a privilege Mm -hmm. and you are doing something so beautiful, honey, because, oh, this is another thing I've been looking at through Tara Trent's work. She talks about how there's little hunger and great hunger. Mm-hmm. And our culture is set up to feed our little hungers, like the quick fix, you know, mm-hmm. the thing that'll make you get over those primary fears that I'll be enough mm-hmm. and I'll be loved. If I have this brand, the kids get way into that when they get older, mm-hmm. you know, like I want this shoe or that thing mm-hmm. and it never lasts. We get a dopamine hit for, you know, a couple days at best. And then it's on to the what next thing it's what our culture is mm-hmm. ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. But she tells this story about these boys in Zimbabwe who have a lot of privilege and they, as teenagers became drug addicts and alcoholics and the belief in her tribe and in this, in this culture and their community was that children's behavior when it went South in this way actually impacted the health of the whole community. And Mm -hmm. so the father went to this community, to the elders and said, what do I do for my Mm -hmm. children? I can't stop the stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And they said, we need to give them meaning. 
that everybody has a great hunger for meaning. And that if they can find out again, like what we talked about at the beginning, who they are and what they're here to give, Mm -hmm. if they can make an impact on others, all those fears go away. The little hungers are fed, you know, with the great hunger. So they went and they found that they could use their power to build something, to help people in the community, change lives, and they never looked back. So I think that's what we're all hungry for is like that real knowing why my tagline is bring it. The world needs you. We're all needed Mm -hmm. just as like the whole goal is to become us for you to become Tamman, you to become Roxy. There's only Mm -hmm. one Cherie, like in all of our humanity and in all of the longing as imperfect as our skinny jeans fit, you know, (laughs) we all come full circle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But how do we find that key uniqueness then? Because, you know, I I think we talk about it a lot and we hear about it a lot, but in some, you know, some of us might be a little confused. Like where do you Mm -hmm. even start to find that, you know, individual uniqueness that you need to present to the world? Yeah, it's critical because this is what I also say is like the greatest career strategy that you would be, you would go where you'll be used for this essence, Mm. that you would go and only do the things that are uniquely yours to give, you know, Mm -hmm. your genius, whatever people say. So let's do it right now. This is a, this is a trick to get there. Okay. Let's go. I I take people through a deeper dive into this. And I know you said at the beginning, I I'm at Google. I just consult. I'm in residency and these different companies. So I'm available to do this with the people, but I want everybody (laughs) listening to do this because it's after doing this work for 25 years, it's the quickest hint at what is the thing that is uniquely you. Okay. So think about if I put you on the top of a mountain, you were going to die tomorrow and you could tell the world one thing that would be such a gift with the world's biggest megaphone, you could reach everyone. What would you say? And don't overthink it. First thing that comes to your mind. Let's have fun. Ah, There you go. <laughs> Mine was, I don't know why I thought this. Maybe it's because I was telling myself this, but it's like, you, you are enough. Like, you're worthy. I don't know what that means, though. I feel like that let's have fun is way better. <laughs> okay, no, no, this is perfect. And so I want to choose that one. I've chosen that one. I changed my mind. Okay, but listen, if, if you walk around, Tim, that's, not, that's actually not my thing, though. Like, I, I wish I had more fun, but I don't think about it a lot. Guess what, though? The magic is this. If you, Tamman, decided that you were enough today and for the rest of your days, that you were enough as is and that everything else you do from here on out is gravy, would you have fun? Yeah, because I wouldn't try to get it from other places. Yeah, you'd be cool in your skin. You'd be that human magnet we were talking about. You wouldn't have to prove anything when your husband would come at you and want to fight. You'd be like, I'd be like, yo, baby, let's talk <laughs> I'm through cool. it. I'm cool. <laughs> it's like, I love myself. <laughs> yeah. Actually, and I, I hope I do this. Maybe I'll do this before this episode. But um, there's and I told Roxy about it. There's an amazing tattoo artist in um, Los Angeles. His name is Winterstone. And he has a signature tattoo style, which is like a very thin writing style. And I wanted to get the words, I love you on my wrist because again, can mean many things. I love my children. 
the world, God, universe, my husband, but also one of the biggest meanings for me is like to tell myself every day, like, I love you. And I think we're taught mm. not to love ourselves in a way because it's, it's um, almost like an ego thing, or you think you're just too good, but I don't know if that's real, true, deep love within ourselves mm. that people feel when they think that. So yeah, it's just that feeling of like, I love you. Like I love you as a person. So there's a lot of meanings for me, but we shall see. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll promote this episode with the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Do you see, do you <laughs> see this? Wait, what it is says, that? Says, love, <gasps> love. I'll see. Oh, right there. Oh, wow. Because I believe the meaning of life is love. I really do. It is. So if everybody's yeah. ever wondering what to do going out into the world now, it's just no love. Become a lover. Be a really great lover of yourself because- we, we twist that and think that it would be like, uh, I'm arrogant and egotistical and full of myself. Mm. It's actually though, you know, probably great beings who walk around settled in their skin, mm -hmm. like they love themselves. Mm -hmm. They're an invitation to that for all yeah. of us. You, they immediately put you at ease, which I already feel with you, Tim, and that your gift is really to help others feel like they're enough. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do that with your kids. I'm sure in your work, just giving women the platform to speak with you, yeah. to elevate them is telling us we're enough. I'm enough to be on this show. Mm, yeah. It's giant. Mm -hmm. And then what's wild about you both is I think our shared universal purpose, no matter where mm -hmm. we come from in life is love and joy and the freedom to experience mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. Your love, Tamman and Roxy, you're the joy. It's perfect. Ooh. We're a perfect combination. The yin Seriously. And, the <laughs> and you're like freeing everyone who gets to listen. Roxy to you. is definitely joyful. Like when she came over the other day, I was like, wow, I've seen so many people this week. And yet when Roxy came over, there was just like it. She it just radiated joy. Oh, I love you. And even if she doesn't feel it sometimes, I don't know, but oh, she no. definitely radiates it. Thank you. Yeah. Could it be also that I like haze you into drinking that extra glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that she drank yeah. too much. So she was very happy that day. Um, <laughs> but no, it is. And you know, like it's, it's sometimes you think like, oh man, we're talking about again, every, every podcast, the meaning of life, but it's like, we need to have these conversations, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not just about distraction and phones and Instagram and alcohol and, the Chanel bags, that stuff is great. I'm not saying don't do it in Starbucks. I get it. Mm -hmm. But like we're living now and mm -hmm. every second is worth something and we make choices and we go down paths that are good for us and are bad for us. And I just, I, I hope we aren't all wasting our time. And well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I hope I'm not wasting my time. So that's what I have to consistently be telling myself that the time is now. You don't want to say those three words. It's too late. Mm -hmm. No, no. And you know, we're at this moment in human history that we've, I, it's been predicted for thousands mm -hmm. of years that we would get to this moment. You know, some people call it the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. It's meaning the end of things as we know it, not right, right. so much the horrible, you know, images that we've been fed in movies, but, mm -hmm. but we are on a trajectory that, that suggests we could have 70 years left. Mm -hmm. And Wow. I know that that feels very doom and gloom because I'm a joy girl, Roxy, you are too. Mm -hmm. Like, but here's what I know is they said that just last year we were at a fork in the road as a human race and that we really did get on the right road. I think, I think that's mm -hmm. maybe one of the blessings of, of what last year has taught us mm -hmm. that we are in the midst of creating a new world, a heaven mm -hmm. on earth. 
a really profound, more conscious way of being in the world. And everything's unraveling to support that. So I just think time is our currency, right? It's Mm -hmm. let's all, each one of us step up to be who we're here to be, to have the time of our lives while we're here to Mm -hmm. let that spread. They say that ultimately just you putting your head on the pillow at night, Mm. knowing that you're good as you are, is the gift that will raise the vibration of the planet. You don't have to go start a new anything. Just walk with love and intend that we're creating something better for our children. Mm -hmm. And I think that will bring some awareness of of just how precious this moment is. Well, thank you so much for being here. We are so grateful. I'm going to apologize to my husband for last night's fight. (laughs) (laughs) And say, next time I get like that, please just hug me. Lead with love. I know. know. Lead with love. I love you, I swear. (laughs) I don't have Roxy's joy, but I have love. (laughs) And tell him you're enough, baby. You're good enough for me. All the way. Please just tell me I'm enough. Um, But this was amazing. I hope to connect with you again. I know you, um, I was thinking like, maybe I'll just call you and like set up a session, you know? Oh, honey, you Um, so can. I would love it. This is my favorite conversation. Same. I'd love to figure out why I'm so fucked up. Excuse my French. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you and if they want to reach you and all the things? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at ShereeHealy.com and the luminaries. um, I think even on just Instagram is a great place. Healy and it's spelled CH. And it would just be my joy to spread more of this. I do possibility sessions with people and work in organizations to try to make going to work our 90,000 hours that we spend at work way better for people. So it'd be wonderful to help whoever needs it. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. And Rox, what's your rest of the week? (gasps) Hanging out with me? Of course. You know, we need our (laughs) next wine date, except this we're going to have some tequila. Well, we're going to do sushi, tequila, and scooters. So. Yes, yes. And sunset, guys. <laughs> Which I don't think is very smart to be on a scooter. <laughs> don't drink and scoot. <laughs> Please video. Yeah, I know. Exactly. It'll be like Roxy saying, we're scooter. And then all of a sudden the video will go black and it'll be like, <laughs> then we'll have to take two and be like, Roxy fell in a ditch <laughs> on the scooter. <laughs> it really helped my um, Instagram stories and uh, numbers. So thanks, Roxy, for yeah. putting it out there for me. <laughs> I mean, anything for Instagram numbers. <laughs> anything for those numbers. And thanks, guys, so much. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment. Yes. You want more of us? You rate, subscribe, and comment. Come Do it. on. And we um, are Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And we have a clubhouse group called Women on Top also. So come hang with us. Yes, we do. And I am Tamin Sersok. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women on Top Enjoy.
enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.